are you doing? I can't help him. I can't help anyone. I need a bag and a trolley. He's coming. He's lucky. He'll pass peacefully, which is more than I can say for the rest of us. Another week like this, and you'll be begging for what he's getting. What do you mean? You heard me. All his shoulders, you, all his legs. What happened on level two? You want to keep your men in line? Hold him. You'll feel nothing. Need a bag and a trolley. I said it's coming. They made a mistake. A man who was just released on four ended up back on two the next day. Work got out on the floor and then they killed them all. You need those other men there? They're just leaving. Now. If he was released, you heard me. Getting out, are they? Not now. Not after this. At least your friend is free. You two, on program now. Up, hands on your heads. Move. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Now. Let's go. How many guards on each level? Never more than 12. She was morning and I was nighttime. I one day woke up to find her lying beside my bed. I softly said, Come take me. I'm not done. For I was lonely in need of someone. As though I'd done someone wrong somewhere, but I don't know where. And I don't know where, come lately. You are the sun, I am the moon, you are the words, I am the tune. Play me. Wookies and gentlemen, droids and girls, Ewoks of all ages. Welcome back to The Mandalorian Man Presents Andor with Candor, featuring your host, who is driving this Neil Diamond joke deeper, deeper, and deeper to the point where he can't turn back. Not only can he not turn back, he's, he's doing more of it. He's singing more. He is, uh, like, he's doing full verses now. Uh, where could this lead? How can this end? Oh my goodness, we only have a few episodes left to find out the stunning conclusion. But 
really, we don't care about that at all. What we do care about is that we're here talking about Andor. And yes, I'm that same host. I was talking about myself in the third person, which is extremely annoying. I was going to use a a naughty word there, but you know what? I'm going to keep it PG today. Uh, It's me, Mikey C. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. I usually do that at the end. For some reason, I'm doing it at the beginning. But here we are talking about episode nine of Andor, Nobody's Listening, which is a great title for a show, but a terrible title for a podcast. So it's going to be weird to put out a podcast called Nobody's Listening and hope that somebody, anybody, is there anybody listening? Great. Now he's singing Queensryche. I'm all over the place. Uh, this episode felt like it was one of those bridge episodes. Like, like I talk about these three episode arcs, right? We had the first three. Okay. One, two, three. Then we had the second three, four, five, six. Then we had that kind of in the middle one where uh, he ends up going to prison, right? Is that, am I right with that one? And then eight, nine, and here we are. Uh, then the next one will be 10. And I think eight, nine, and 10 have become that, that, that trilogy uh, de prison, which I believe is, is French for a trilogy of prison. And I believe, based on how this one went, we will see the end of um, Prison Andor next episode, leading us to a, a two-episode finale. I'm guessing. I don't know. Um, but this one felt, it just, I loved it. I loved it. When it ended, I said, I'm, and I quote, even though I'm going to clean it up, I said to myself, F, out loud, effing awesome. That's how it ended for me. I hope that's how it ended for you. But we have a ways to get there. This episode opens up with, um, you know, there's some people, there's some characters that uh, I, again, don't don't ask me to remember their names, except Cyril Karn. I did that right now without even looking anything up. Uh, he is one, and our guard I, I want to say Mariva or Miva or uh, Omiba, uh, but not our guard, our, our security agent, the, the, the blonde-haired woman who, even up until the beginning of this episode, I still held out hope that she was somehow part of the rebellion. It showed her, like, you know, she closed the door with Bix in the room at the end of the last episode, and then the first thing we see her kind of to close the door with her again. I, I thought maybe she was alone. You see her, and I was waiting for her to say, you've been getting sloppy or something like that, and I was going to go, yeah, yippee. That didn't happen. So after this episode, now, for show, faux show, uh, I, don't, I don't like her. I don't root for her anymore, uh, and I don't want, I, I, obviously I don't trust her, but uh, the the early episodes of you know you see someone doing doing her job, and you're like, ha, she got her comeuppance on that dude over there, and she's doing her job, blah blah blah. No, no more. Uh uh-uh. uh she's done with me. And Cyril Karn, from episode one, I've enjoyed this guy. 
I still enjoy the, the, the character. I still enjoy the portrayal. But I, and I want him to, to become a good guy. I want him to do a face turn. Uh, but some people will understand what that means. But after this episode, I think with him, what we're going to get is something a little different. We're not going to root for him. We're not going to trust him. He's not on our side. But I think he's going to become the quote-unquote obsessed maniac um, looking for what he thinks is justice. You know, he technically is on the same side as the Empire. He's on the same side as this woman, and she wants very little to do with him. And he thought he was, like, going to get through to her in this episode. But that didn't happen. I'm all over the place, but that's okay. Um uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of doing things out of order here, but I thought we could go back and start at the beginning where we see um, Lady Guard, Lady Lady Security, Lady Security working for the Empire. Uh, she, she's a, she's a B-I-T-C-H. Don't say it in front of the children. But uh, I don't, I don't like her. I don't like her at all. And she's, questioning Bix and she's got this Dr. Ghost Dr. Gorst Dr. Creepazoid this dude was smiling way too much and likes his job way too much he's developed some sort of new um, interrogation uh, unit that they would they they don't want to use on her because of you know it, it could lead to something bad but they will if she doesn't answer any of um, her questions if Bix doesn't answer any of the questions and uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Bix is not going to answer any of these questions. While that's going on, we we're back with um, Andor. He's been there for a good month now, and he is working with his team. He seems to be really good at it, and they seem to want to be the you know try to be the lead team and win and all these fun things that you think oh he's into it, but you see little things, little side things where he has just been biding his time. Uh, there's little moments that happen where we see him in a bathroom unit looking like he's trying to rig something up. We see him talking to a, a, a young fella about um, they've been kind of uh, doing a little stakeout. They notice the elevators aren't wired. Uh, what they're trying to figure out is how to escape. They're like, we could take one guard and one one uh, space gun and we could, you know, that could be our start. While that's all going on, um, really not a lot happens with Andor. We see him going to work. We see him trying to lead, trying to come up with ideas of how to uh, get out. Like we see him trying to work, I don't know, rig something up or ruin something or cause something to happen in this bathroom. I shouldn't say nothing happens, but he's stuck in this, uh, in this facility. And, you know, he, all the while, uh, Andy circus is the, he's the head prisoner of their group. You know, he's kind of the foreman. He doesn't want to hear anything of it. He just wants to do his time and get out of here. And anyone who fights against anyone who, who, who doesn't agree with him, 
uh, is working against him. Is the way he sees it. Like, if you're not helping me get towards my time, you're not. I'm not on your side. And that's what you see the whole time they're dealing with this. While this is happening, they're dealing with an old fella, Ulf, uh, who's just got 40 days left. 40 days left. He he just wants to do do the work, but he's. You could see him slipping. He's very old. At some points, he looks, you know, well into his 70s or 80s. At some points, he looks well into his 160s. He's just, he he gets older by the minute, I feel like. So while that's going on, um, one of the, the guys on Andor's team is doing the sign language towards the other, um, like, the other walkways that you can see through the windows. I thought they were underwater, I said last time, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're just... Because you see water falling, so maybe they're under. They they all are underwater, but I don't think there's water in between them. It's not a Jaws three scenario as much as I thought it was last week. But they're like, um, something's going on. Something happened on level two. What happened on level two? And Andy Circus is like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. They don't care. We don't want to know. We don't need to know because he doesn't want anyone causing any trouble getting in his way of leaving. He just wants to go. This you know. Uh, I don't know, seven, eight months, whatever it is, because a year is 360. I don't know how years work in space years. It's 241 days. So while that's going on, we see Bix is with that creepy doctor. Uh, he, and he talks about, this is where you see, this is where you, you, you realize the evilness of the empire. They're not just a, you know, where one dude has all this power and... Um, he just wants to bring everyone under his rule. I mean, there is that. But there's also this, like, you will be under his rule or you will not exist. He talked about this moon someplace where they there were these hostels on there or whatever, these native people, and they wanted to set up some sort of base on there, um, and they were, they, they were not having it, so they were told by any means necessary... And these these creatures, animals. Uh, I don't mean creatures in like like uh, down. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they're aliens, species. Maybe they're humanoids. I have no idea. Uh, but they they give this shriek, this this painful shriek when they die. And the this guy has recordings of this shriek that actually cause some of the imperial guards to quiver, to like cower in in uh, on their ships after hearing it. So they realize that this shriek has some sort of power. They're taking it, tweaking it, and some of the shrieks, the best shrieks, are the dying children. Oh, sounds like... And he's saying this with a big, exciting smile on his face. He basically puts some beats by Dre on Bix's head, turns up the the bass, and just plays these shrieks. And I'm thinking, it's just noise, but obviously these these sounds um, have some sort of... Uh, effect on the human brain because she starts screaming and freaking and you see her uh, um, panicking. You see they take the, he- the headphones off and she's like, <laughs> she's quivering. And he's like, you just got to, you know, sh- the the uh, security woman, uh, blonde sec- lady security, She um, she's like, you will tell us every last time you saw Cassian Andor. You would tell us who the buyer is. And we do learn some things in this, uh, in one of her um, interrogations where we find out 
And again, I don't remember his name. Uh, I call him uh, Junkyard Jones. The guy, he owned, the dude who owned the, I don't, it wasn't a junkyard or it was, it was like a radio shack. I don't know what it was. He had the son. He was the one who had the radio um, that then uh, Bix would use to call to the buyer. And what we find out, and okay, I'm going on memory on this, is that this guy was approached by a woman. They don't know who the woman was. Could have been, uh, could have been Mon Mothma. Oh, maybe. Could have been Val. Maybe. We'll see her again soon. Um, but he was approached to um, have this radio put in. He, he was given the radio to put in. And that was it. Basically, they, they want to have so much deniability in this rebellion. They give you little bits. So you you put the radio there. That's all you need to know. Thank you very much. Nothing else. Uh, but he met with this woman. They gave him the radio. And then from there, Bix was told to, to, report, to report to this buyer who was buying the stolen thing. So that's how they got recruited. I don't know exactly how Bix got recruited into this, but somehow maybe the the guy who owns the junkyard and the radio, oh, I'm yawning, pulls in Bix, um, pulled in Bix to to talk to the buyer. And they became, um, that's how that network happened. So if you wondered why is this radio here, well, now we know. Uh, and then she's like, you know, the buyer, all of a sudden, they call him Axis. They don't know anything else about him. This buyer, uh, all of a sudden, he's with Andor, and explosions are happening, and and, and um, uh, soldiers are being killed, and security guards are killed, and you know you don't know anything about this. What is this? What's going on here? And the funny thing is, they probably think Andor is knee deep with this, and he was, but it was kind of happenstance. It was, um, you know, he had something to sell, and the buyer seemed to know more about him. So that's the crazy thing is uh, Stellan Skarsgård knew about Andor, but then they bring him in, and then they want to dispatch of him. It's it's crazy. That's craziness. Um, because then if Andor is not safe, who who else isn't safe? You know, is Val actually safe in the long run? What if they want to get rid of her? But that's what we learned from the interrogation. I don't think Bix... We don't know if Bix gives, gives anything up. We don't know. She looked like she was on the verge of cracking, but we don't have any idea if she actually cracked. Meanwhile, we see Mon Mothma at the Senate. Again, no ETs there, uh, but she is kind of talking about, you know, we don't want to have imperial overreach. We don't want to have absolute, you know, we don't want to have absolute power. We don't want to have unlimited power. Uh, you know, she's trying to get her message across that, you know, we need to be delicate about things. Uh, and some people you hear speak the truth and other people are like, boo. I think someone actually said boo. Um, they weren't into it. And it kind of cuts from her giving her speech to her in her car with her driver, who, again, she doesn't trust her driver. But you could see she just looks dejected. And the driver's like, your cousin, I don't remember if that's how he sounds, if he has an accent or other, but in, in my retelling, he has an accent. Your cousin is, is visiting. She's like, she is? I think it was the cousin, right? I'm not crazy. Um, yes, she's she's at your place right now. And we cut over to the place. And who's there with Mon's daughter? Um, Val. So now we realize Val uh, is 
more than she meets the more than she appears to be. We see her uh, giving a dress to uh, the daughter who loves it. It's nice to see you, Mon. And then they talk quietly. You know, where have you been? What have you been doing? Uh, I don't think she knows that she led the Aldani raid. But she's like, you know, Val's like, I'm doing whatever it is. We took a vow. Later on, they're having dinner with uh, with Mon's husband, uh, Jerky Jones. And he was like, oh, we got to find a nice guy for you. And she's like, uh, nobody. I, I'm not, I don't want to find a nice guy. I found a nice gal. Uh, you know, and she's like, oh, I don't really, you know, I, I'm not worried about that. And he said some kind of, um, he's like, he was kind of trying to be, I don't think he realized how rude he was being. He's just a D-bag. And she was, she was just not having it. And you know, Mon knows because she gives a little smirk like, oh my God, what's this jerk doing? But there, when she leaves, she does say, you know, this is, this is the life we chose. Um, but Mon says, you know what, can you, you know what you can do for me a little while? Because she said people were asking about it, probably her family. She said, can you just play the part of the spoiled rich kid for a little while? Because that's what people expect of you. And she needs to show that she's still that. Because if you don't see that, then you will see, um, like people might say, hey, where is she? What's she doing? It might draw more attention to her. If she's not in the limelight being a, a spoiled rich kid. Uh, like what if, you know, Khloe Kardashian was secretly uh, a CIA assassin. And all of a sudden you don't see her for like a year. And then she pops up. You'd be like, where the hell has Khloe Kardashian been? I mean, my wife watches that dumb Hulu show and she hasn't been on there. That would make, that would make, that would be, that would draw attention. Because these, they like to be out and about and want their, their dumb faces in front of the cameras. So I think that's the point of that mom was saying to, to Val, like, just play your part. Play the, the part that people expect of you uh, for a little while. There'll always be time to be who you really are and who you're destined to be. Uh, again, that's my words. But it was just cool to see. And we also know that Val also has a job, and that job is to, uh, to kill Andor, and she was told that by the woman who works with Stellan Skarsgård. There's so much, so many layers, so many things going on, and while that's going on, uh, security woman, she is meeting with her superiors in in their little round table, talking about um, the whole thing with the stolen goods and how they might be on track to figuring this all out, and that it might. Someone brought up. Um, uh, uh, Cassian Andor. I almost said Cassian Candor, uh, and how he was. You know, he, he someone looked like him, but it was clean shaven, and all the people in Aldani were clean shaven, uh, and it could be a connection. He could be part of Aldani, which we know he was. Uh, and the guy's like, "Very good. Follow up on that. Let's go." He he gave a let's go, but it was much more let's go. Um, but this guy, who you know, we I know him from Game of Thrones. He's got a very, like, I can't do his voice, but I like the way he delivers. He just looks very much, um, you know, he doesn't raise his voice, but he very much has a, a way of speaking that, that uh, exudes confidence and demands respect. And the guard, the guard woman also mentions uh, Andor's mother, but says, you know, uh, she's old and frail. She's not going anywhere. We don't need to bring her in. 
we're watching her. We have someone on her full time. What does that mean? Now, what does that mean? Because we know that Val's... Oh, my God. I don't remember her name. Is it Singh? Singh? The, the, woman who, the woman who's part of Val's group, who's also uh, Val's partner. Um, we know she's watching because they're looking for Andor. Right? She stayed. Um, and that and Val had to go to go play the rich girl. Okay, okay. But when they say they have someone on there full time, now of course they're in the town. They're right there. But what did that do? Is that does that mean something? Is that a little clue? Could there be someone who we think we trust that is actually, you know, well, I mean, could they have hacked into the robot? Could it be the 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 guy who worked with uh Andor, the who's friends with Andor, the kind of the hefty guy who hangs his gloves up. Again, names terrible. Uh, or is it just they just have a guard watching? It could be as simple as that. But just when I when I think about it again, we have someone on her full time. I just thought, hmm, what is that? What what does that mean, or what could that mean? Interesting. So I mentioned a Cyril Karn or Carol Carol. Carol O'Connor? No, that's Archie Bunker. Cyril Karn. I think I got his name right. Uh, he's with his mom eating his space breakfast. And she, she's like, you went through my room. She's like, well, I need to know what's going on. You know, I, have a, I barely have a son. He doesn't talk to me. I don't know what's going on with these things. It's like, I got a promotion, Ma. You did. I'm so proud of you. Uh, he got a promotion at his work, whatever that means. Uh, but he's, he does not, he seems so unhappy when he talks to his mother, like he's so, de- I, I use the word dejected again, that he's living at home with his mom, eating space, you know, tricks. They look like tricks and blue milk. I like the cereal, you know, that makes the blue, the milk blue after you have it in the bowl, not before you put it in. But he seems um, just like, you know, uh, completely without any patience around his mother. He seems like me after day five of being driving and staying at my mother-in-law's in Florida before I came back. That was me at the end. I was like, yes, yes, very much, very good. I was just like, not really, but in my brain I was. I was ve- on the outside, I was cool, calm, and perfect son-in-law, but on the inside, rage, rage. Anyway, um, he talks about getting a promotion. Now we see him one more time. He shows up at... Uh, Guard woman, he was like waiting for her at the security place, building, planet, whatever. And he's like, hey, she's like, are you following me? He's like, I was, I've been waiting all this time to see you. I want to thank you for your promotion. And, and then I thought, is he getting the googly eyes for her? Like uh, there, there's going to be some sort of relationship here. No, I don't think so. Um, in fact, she's almost like freaked out by him. Like, dude, you need to chill. You need to stop doing this. You need to forget this. He's like, thank you for the promotion. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. You got that on your own. Um, he goes, I need to be helped. I need to help. You, what he said, like, you're someone who, ha- who thinks like me. That's where I felt like this stalker type thing where he's like, you and I were on the same wavelength. She's like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, and he's like, yes, yes, yes. We need to get Cassie and Andor. We need to know how dangerous he is. I just want justice. She goes, you need to forget about it. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And you could see his eyes. He's just like, his eyes are bugging out. Like he is, it, it would be interesting if he's, his obsession gets her killed. 
you know, where he thinks he's doing something, but it actually puts her in danger. That would be interesting. Um, I don't know if he's long for this world. You know, early on, I thought, okay, this guy is cool, calm, collected, and he is organized and he is going to get, you know, to the bottom of his investigation, even though we don't want him to because we like Andor. Um, but now he's just like, I work in a cubicle, I live with my ma, and uh, I can't take anyone to, I can't get anyone to take me seriously. He just looks like he's going to be like, I don't know, like a, some sort of crazy, deranged, uh, dangerous person. I hope not. But I see that in his eyes. And it makes me a little, little bit nervous, i got to tell you. I think the last time we see Mon, she was meeting with her, uh, her old boyfriend from grade school. I'm like, stick with him. Get rid of your husband. Get with this guy. He's got, he's got a nice tan. He's got a nice head of hair. He dresses nice. Like, what's wrong with this guy? Uh, but he's the money man. And it seems like he's saying, look, um, you know, I can, this is getting, this is becoming harder than you think, moving large sums of money, uh, you know, with the new tax laws, uh, they're going to start looking at things. And, um, you know, we, it's, it's not as simple as you thought. Uh, and what uh, he comes down to with is that there's, there's a way to do this, but um, it involves uh, this guy that she does not like. His name, oh wait, okay. I know I talk about not taking notes, but I wanted to cl- get, at least get this guy's name right. Davos Skaldon. Skaldon? Davos Skaldon. Davo Skaldon. Anything with the name is like Skull. Uh, this guy seems like he's uh, dangerous. She's like, he's not a bank. He's a thug. She doesn't want anything to do with him. But you realize, she, I think she might have to realize you're going to have to get your hands dirty with people who are used to living in the dirt if you want to get things done without the Empire noticing. So... I feel like I mean that's that's a name I don't know, but it could lead to something. And then another name we hear uh, again is that Anto Krieger. Did I say that right? It seems like they caught a rebel pilot who works for Anto Krieger. That's the last time we heard him. It was Stellan Skarsgård talking to Forrest Whitaker uh, about, and they brought up Anto Krieger, and he's like, "I don't want to meet Anto Krieger." <sighs> that's my Forrest Whitaker's. Uh, um, voice. I don't want to meet him. No. Um, but they, I thought, oh, we're going to see someone. We're going to see someone we know. No, it just seems like someone who works for this guy who we don't know yet. Um, but they have a lead on him and he might have something stolen on him that leads to it. It, it was like an accident. It was like, they just happened to randomly check on this guy and he had something stolen and they picked him up and now they can squeeze him for questioning and, uh, try see if they can learn anything. But He's and the only thing they could get out of it is uh, Stellan Skarsgård's name, right? Unless, of course, he uses one name when he meets with the rebels, and his other name, his you know, with the wig in the shop. Uh, which, again, you're, if you're looking for me to remember those names, you are on the wrong podcast, my friend. 
Uh, but okay, so that's kind of where that leads. We see someone uh, coming in. We see uh, we 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 know there's a pilot there. So there's going to be questioning. That's probably what we're going to see next week. Now, throughout this episode, a couple times, um, Andor has said to, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Andy Circus, his character, he said to him, you know, how many days do you have left? I don't want to talk about it. How many, um, he says later, I think he said he had 241 left. But at one point he didn't want to talk to him. And um, he's like, well, how many guards do you think work um work on this floor. He's like, I'm not talking to you about this. We shouldn't be talking about this. And that's where the title of the episode comes from because uh, Andor's like, you think they care about us? We're nothing. They don't care what we're saying. They're not listening to us. He's like, nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. He's yelling at him. Nobody's listening. And I think he's right. Uh, but he keeps trying to ask uh, Andy Serkis, you know, how many guards? He's like, I'm, you know, none of your business. Don't worry about it. Put your head down. Get back to work. Well, at the end of this episode, that guy, Ulf, who is, who is um, you know, showing signs of fatigue, like he collapses on the workflow, on the workforce. So like, come on, just get back. You'll be fine. Get back. They, they carry him through that little walkway and he collapses again. And, and Andy Serkis is like, fine, get a, get a med, med unit up here, a med guy, whatever, a, a, a person who looks like he's another um, prisoner, but he's because they have the prisoners do all the work but he's a, a, a EMT doctor or something like that. And they start clearing out, but Andor stays. Andor stays with him and um, Andy Circus stays and uh, the, the med fella comes up. And there's one guard there. Uh, and he, the med guy checks on this guy off. He's like, come on, he's only got 40 days left. He's only got 40 days left. He'll be fine. He's only got 40 days left. He's like, no, man. He suffered a massive stroke. So he takes out this other injectable. He's like, what are you doing? He goes, I can't help him. He says, he only has 40 days left. And he goes, what? And, they, and he brought up something. He goes, look, with the way things have been going, none of us have, none of us need to have any trouble, you know, should be causing any trouble right now. Like, what are you talking about? What do you know? What happened on level two? Well, he tells the guard, I need a bag and a board. So, you know, go get that. The guard leaves, and he said there was a guy who was done on level four. He was done. He was out. His days were numbered. And then he shows up on level two. And they realized at that point that they don't actually get out. They, When their time is up, they leave. They leave their group. but um, And their group thinks the guy's gone, but they just stick him someplace else. And... Um, Word got out. Word got out that, that, you know, I guess something changed. Maybe with the, um, you know, with the new restructuring in the license, in the um, sentencing laws, they're not letting anybody out right now. I think that's what I got out of it. So um, they put this guy, Ulf, they, 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 they euthanize him. They kill him. Uh, and at this point, Andy Circus is fuming. First of all, his friend died. They didn't help him. Second of all, he probably wouldn't have got out anyway. Third of all, now he's thinking he isn't getting out. So he gets, he puts his hands up with Andor, and they start heading back to their their uh, their barracks or whatever you call it, uh, their cell area, cell block. And 
Andor says one more time, how many guards are on, are on the floor? And this time, Andy Serkis has this look on his face of pure rage. He's like, never more than 12 at a time. So at the point, the whole episode is like, I'm not, don't even think about that. Don't even talk like that. Now he's like, F that. We are we are going to have a rebellion, and Andy Serkis is going to be on our side. And when he said never more than twelve at a time, I went. That's when I said F, yes, yes, and I freaking loved it. Um, and now I think next week we're going to have a good old fashioned jailbreak. At least that's my hope. Uh, this all just gets Andor deeper into his hatred for the Empire. And maybe get some more connections with more people. Because remember, they said that there's that one fellow there who's from Rogue One. So he must escape with him, I would imagine. Maybe Andy Circus makes it. Maybe he doesn't. Oh, another yawn. I see how I suppressed it. Uh, so we don't know what's going on there. We don't know what, what Bix may have told them. We don't know what this prisoner might have said. We don't know what Val's going to be doing. We don't know whether um, if uh, Mon is going to meet with this uh, this guy she doesn't like. So much excitement happening. And I love it. I don't, you know, I was trying to think about some of these Star Wars shows, which one of I loved this one. I mean, The Mandalorian probably is is my favorite. Um, and right behind it is, it might, either, it might be this. It's either this or, um, or Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then we have, uh, the, the Book of Boba Fett, which, again, I enjoyed. But if I'm going to list them, if I'm going to uh, rate them, that's at the bottom, uh, except for the episodes with The Mandalorian and Grogu. Um, but anyway, that that's that's not really the point of this. The point, what I'm trying to say, is that uh, I am loving this show. It is, each, what I like is each of these shows are their own thing. They're not the same. You know, yes, <clears throat> the book of Boba Fett felt like it was in the same world. It, it is in the same world as, as um, and I guess the Ahsoka Tana show will be in the same world. They're all in the same world. But you know what I mean? The same time, the same. They could overlap um, with the Mandalorian, where Obi Wan is its own thing, and this is its own thing. And I am just loving these Star Wars. And I think that's it. I think I covered this episode. So, I said before and I'll say it again. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The website is fansnotexperts.com and you can follow us on Facebook at fansnotexperts. I don't do a lot there, but if you're on there, throw me a like and uh, throw me a like and, and I'll, um, I'll appreciate it. That's facebook.com slash fansnotexperts. And if you are uh, on Apple Podcasts, I would love, I would love to beg for a rating or review, or both, so I'm going to do it. Please, if you're on Spotify, all you have to do is hit that little star. See that little star? You can rate. Uh, you can't really rate. You can, yeah, I guess you give a little rating. Hit the little star and give us as many stars, five, as you think uh, we deserve, five. And by we, I mean me, because that's a one-person operation, five. So, you know, again, just I, I just want you to, to vote with your heart, five stars. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate any, uh, any and all ratings, five stars. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. We only have three left of these. Can you believe it? Uh, so that's it, my friends. Until next Wednesday, 
May the force be with you, and let's go! Let's go! Fabs not experts.